1: We've been covering uh, Premier David Eby's uh, housing announcements quite extensively. You know, When he was named Premier, he promised uh, that he would um, be focused, laser focused, uh, on the issue of housing. He's actually named a housing minister, Ravi Kailan. Uh, He, along with the housing minister and the Vancouver mayor, the other day announced 90 new units uh, to be built, uh, two modular structures that would hopefully replace some of the tents that we see along Hastings Street and uh, Crab Park. But when he talks about housing, there's many promises he's also made during the NDP leadership run as well. Global BC's legislative reporter Richard Zussman uh, has been speaking to uh, Premier Eby as well. Uh, He tried to get him to focus a little bit more on some of the other promises, and uh, he uh, chatted with uh, the Premier uh, earlier today, so I wanted to bring him on to get a sense of when we can expect some of these uh, and what those announcements will be um, in the new year. Richard, welcome. Welcome. Hey Jess. thanks for having me. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about your conversation with the premier today. Uh can we uh are we gonna expect some big announcements uh throughout twenty twenty three in regards to um housing from him?
0: Yeah. We're going to get some big, big announcements in 2023. So uh, as you described, we know that Premier Eby focused heavily during his leadership race around housing. Mm -hmm. We've now also seen the mandate letters for the ministers, including Ravi Kallon, and I asked him for a timeline today. So that flipping tax that he promised in leadership that's in Ravi Kallon's mandate letter, that will come next year. They are working to build it now. Clearly, we'll have to look at the details uh, because there are lots of... um, Business developers uh, who would be seen as flippers who are just trying to update and upgrade homes and get them to the market uh, in order to find uh, good, affordable homes for people, we'll see how the uh, legislation tackles that issue. But we're going to see that uh, tax this year. We're also going to see the changes to permitting rules that will require secondary houses in every municipality in the province. There have been some municipalities that have been resistant to allow for secondary or laneway homes. There will be a provincial requirement. Uh, so Minister or Premier Eby telling me today when I spoke to him that those will be two commitments of his. We're also going to see changes in the speculation tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, if communities want it, they can ask for it. The province will deliver that. And the last one is that much-anticipated, much-weighted renter's rebate. And EB was less committal in terms of timeline. We have only heard it will come before the next election. It is proving to be complicated, but I was told today that it is before um, experts at the Ministry of Finance to figure out how to potentially build a renter's rebate program uh, for British Columbians. You'll remember $400 was promised all renters. 2017 election. Mm-hmm. You know, with inflation, with the cost of things, $400 does not go as far today as it went in 2017. So I will be curious to see. The other part is whether this is means tested. That was one of the big criticisms all along, Jazz. Yeah. I, I used to joke that, uh, you know, a star defenseman for the Canucks who rented a Yale town. Apartment uh, would get $400, just oh, like geez. a single mom, uh, you know, trying to, to get through, you know, uh, monthly bills would get. So I think there likely will have to be some means testing because uh, that is a clear challenge within the way that the, the NDP originally laid out the renter's rebate. Yeah,
1: it's it's something, but certainly in the downtown area where one-bedroom suites are going for $2,500 a month, the $400 doesn't go very far, but, you know, it's, it is something, so I'll say that. Uh, and let me just t- touch on a couple things. The secondary suites where they want to legalize them throughout the province, there'd be a lot of neighborhoods in Metro Vancouver, when you think about it, or anywhere, really, that prefer not to have suites, older neighborhoods. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge impact, A, on how do you legalize them, and then B, just parking issues, you know, practical issues in and around neighborhoods. And the second issue, uh, let's touch on uh, the house flipping thing, there are a lot of mom and pop companies, and that's what they do. They buy a home, they tear it down, they build new one, they sell it. Now, one could argue a $1.5 million home... Uh, Torn down and then resold, let's say for two and a half million dollars, that makes it unaffordable for some, and maybe he wants Mr. Eby wants to deal with that. But one could also argue there's a lot of, like I said, mom and pop sort of developers. That's what they do. So he's going to probably take their market potentially away, or in some capacity may do so. So there's a lot of uh, political landmines he's going to have to work around on some of these uh, issues that they're hoping to tackle. Yeah, the challenge
0: was. That last example you brought up is if you have a developer who's working on a project very quickly in a home that's in essence in disrepair, who is going to come in and do that work? Like, will the province then fill that void? That you, if you have these, you know, war era homes that are wearing down, maybe haven't been updated for a long time, is it not more beneficial to find, you know, maybe a smaller company that will do that work to upgrade the home so that, you know, a young family can move in. There's a lot of questions that need to be asked. And I'm, I'm acutely aware that David Eby is aware of that challenge. And that is in part what they're working through now in terms of the details. And the secondary suite one, I think parking is a challenge, but it was interesting. When I asked him about it, he, he pivoted very quickly to, you know, trying to ease off the reliance on cars. And it is about finding homes in areas that are connected to transit, connecting transit to more communities, finding places where people can live and they're not reliant on cars. So I think the premier would quickly say to you, if you bring up the issue of parking, well, we don't need to provide parking, that we need to find places in areas where people can access public transit, homes are more crucial than finding a place to park your
1: car. I don't disagree with them, but to try to sell that to uh, suburbanites. Uh, and, uh, but, you know what, lots for you and I to talk We're about. elections
0: it. are won, Jazz, I know we are acutely aware. That's
1: right, that's right, and he's going to have to keep an eye on that for sure. Richard, thank you so much, my friend. Have yourself a wonderful weekend.
0: Yeah, thanks, Jazz. You too.